Hey y'all, I'm back for another episode of Live and Learn. I think we're up to episode seven, and today we're going to delve into soft skills. So the phrase soft skills is as present in my daily vocabulary as please shut the door and finish your broccoli first, since I'm the mom of two little people, and also probably because I'm wrapping up a tour of trainings on seamless and contextualized instruction and the recording of seamless online course videos. But since soft skills has been a part of my life for at least the last four years, I'm still surprised to learn that many, many teachers in K-12 and in the adult ed classroom still don't really use the term or understand how it applies to what they do, which kind of, kind of worries me a little bit. But the truth is soft skills are immensely important to our country. So there's a four-letter word floating around uh, our president's Twitter feed, No, 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 not that four-letter word. I mean J-O-B-S, jobs. Apparently, the economy is rebounding finally from its epic lows shortly after I graduated college 10 years ago or so. And over 1.1 million jobs were added to the economy from January to August, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has said. And all of the states that I work with are seeing record-breaking numbers of job and industry growth this year. That's all really good news. But the problem is there's a shadow story that I hear all too frequently, but it is not getting nearly as much attention, and that's one about the worker shortage. So here in Kentucky, as Reese Stagnolia mentioned on a previous episode of Live and Learn, about 50% of able-bodied working-age adults here in Kentucky participate in the workforce. And that's a low number, but my research shows that most states aren't too far off from this themselves. That means half the citizens where I live don't pay taxes. So no wonder we have a pension crisis for our public retirement system here. No wonder we have other issues with budgetary constraints. We only have a handful of folks who are actually participating in the workforce. So across our country, we have plenty of jobs. There are lots of manufacturers, for instance, who are coming back to the United States. Lots of states are bending over backwards to give tax breaks and incentives to these companies to bring their jobs back to the U.S. But now we don't have the skilled workers to fill these jobs that are returning here. So back in the summer, uh, my husband lifts weights at a local gym several days a week, and he was doing his thing and overheard a conversation that uh, another buff dude was having with someone else in the gym. And he was, this gentleman was the, the plant manager of a local industry here in my hometown of Carrollton. This was in June or July. And he was saying that he had hired 100 people for about 40 positions this year. And he said they would just get through the process of training them, just get the new hire paperwork rolling, and they'd get fired for not coming to work. Or they would just stop coming uh, without any without any announcement. Um, and then they wouldn't even be able to fire them, really, because they couldn't find them to fire them. Uh, and then people were underskilled who did have those positions. Then the plant manager said, you know, I did something I really didn't want to do. I bought a robot for $20,000 that comes to work every day and doesn't need a dental plan. And this is concerning because by 2020, over 60% of all jobs will require some post-secondary education. So that's not a bachelor's degree necessarily, but some sort of post-secondary education. And if our underskilled workforce woes continue, we'll have a 5 million worker shortage here in the US. Shocking, really concerning stuff. 92% of executives say job candidates lack soft skills. 
and 88% think that soft skills are more important than academics. So let's hear that again. 88% of executives who are hiring people think that soft skills are more important than academics. Have you heard that before? As a teacher, as a practitioner in education, have you heard that statistic before? Probably not. So we have to get this dialogue going between education entities and the actual workforce and the employers out there who are hiring our students when they're finished with them. Technical skills are important, they say, but soft skills are proving more important. So my friend Carla in Georgia Adult Education tells her folks that they work in economic development, and she is dead on correct. I think that really hits the nail on the head. Adult education is poised more than anyone to help reverse this trend that we are seeing in our workforce. So what can we do? What, what can we do as practitioners? First and foremost, we can support political candidates who value adult education, in addition to doing our part just as citizens to educate leadership on the many facets and critical services of adult education. I probably have local leadership here who doesn't even understand what adult education does. That has to change in order for things to move forward in a positive way. But more than that, we can teach in seamless classrooms where soft skills are seamlessly integrated into our lessons. So that means teaching in contextualized classrooms, making sure students can connect academics, to the workplace through authentic materials and soft skills infused activities. Now don't worry, it's not nearly as complicated as it seems, but you're probably saying, where do I start? Well, if you're a regular listener, say it with me, you start with the standards, academics. Your job is still to teach academics to students. So start with the standards. Then identify which soft skills you want to draw direct attention to for students in a lesson those that they'll practice, those that you'll mention explicitly and model for them. Throw in a self-assessment for students to review their demonstration of the soft skills and voila, contextualization. Of course, there's more to it than that. Like with the standards, you'll ideally have a list of skills that students will demonstrate over a given period of time and check their progress. You'll hopefully contextualize with career pathways and all that jazz. But start by asking yourself, What's one step I can take today? What is one thing I didn't have students doing yesterday that I can have them do today? Because many of our students have never worked and even more have definitely not had role models who've shown them the importance of work ethic. Also, I have a ton of resources that I've made to help with your soft skills infusion process. So just shoot me an email at susan at scr consulting and ask me to send you what I've got. Lesson templates, soft skills checklists, even a free PDF of my book Seamless. Just shoot me an email asking me for that stuff. I'll send it your way. So I hope you're inspired to just take one step today. What's one soft skill that you can work on with students? Is it communication? Collaboration? Critical thinking? Creativity? Can you get them talking? Can you get them working together toward a common goal? Just one step. But I hope even more that you know you're incredibly important, both to students and to our economy. So in the spirit of Turkey Day coming up, I'm thankful for you this season. I keep up the great work because it matters. You matter, and what you do matters greatly. So thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, stay curious.